Sudan's protest leaders have called for nighttime demonstrations and marches at the capital Khartoum. The renewed nighttime rallies are aimed at putting pressure to the Transitional Military Council to hand over power to civilians and condemn crackdown on a sit-down earlier this month. Gunmen in military fatigues violently dispersed thousands of demonstrators who had camped outside the army headquarters in the capital, leaving dozens dead and hundreds wounded earlier this month. Earlier today, I spoke to Sudanese civil society activist Dr. Ashid Al-Karib and asked to why protest leaders choose to return to the streets? Because of the deadlock, because we ended up with um, uh, no way for, no opening for, the, for uh, resuming the negotiations, and because the military council is insisting on uh, not fulfilling the, re- the requirements that the uh, change and freedom forces put, uh, including uh, forming an independent, uh, transparent uh, investigation. Uh, regarding the massacre in Khartoum and um, um, the release of the activists which uh, the politicians that have been arrested. And, uh, of course, uh, the Internet, because we are now uh, completely uh, isolated uh, inside and outside because the Internet has been closed for now almost two weeks. Unless these requirements have been at least... uh, Fulfilled, there is no way for uh, the um, chain forces to sit back for the negotiation because the, the, the ground is not leveled at all now, you know. And because almost Khartoum is now uh, in a military siege, uh, 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 not only Khartoum, actually, even other cities. So we cannot go to the negotiation uh, uh, within this um, lack of freedom and lack of uh, movement. And that is why the uh, uh, professional association yesterday has um, uh, a press uh, conference. They uh, said that they are committed to all the agreements that they have reached before the massacre and that they do not have any problem with going back to the negotiation as far as these requirements are taken seriously and, um, and fulfilled by the military council. And that's why they put it as an alternative. And by the way, there is a lot of pressure from the people on the ground to uh, go back for uh, protesting and demanding, at least demanding justice, you know, for the uh, hundreds of people that have been killed. You say that the internet has been switched off. So how are you mobilizing the people across the country? That's a real problem, you know, because you are going back to the old uh, ways. You know, we are using uh, SMS uh, messages. We are using face-to-face uh, meetings. And uh, we are also um, having a lot of uh, support from the Sudanese in diaspora because they could use the internet. And then they send messages back and uh, call uh, uh, their um, uh, networks in Sudan. It is really very difficult, and it is making life uh, more complicated, but uh, uh, we are doing our best so that we are still communicating and talking to each other. The Deputy Chief of the Military Council vowed that whoever committed any fault would be held to account. Are you not scared of the paramilitary? They've been vicious before. Well, we, we protested against um, Al-Bashir uh, regime, which was even more fierce, you know. I think that uh, the, 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 the fear uh, is already, the line of fear is already broken by the Sudanese people. And we have lost a lot of people. There is nothing more we can lose, you know. Uh, in one uh, hour, we lost more than 130 young people in the, in the massacre in Khartoum. 
But of course we have to be careful because the idea is not to uh, put ourselves in front of the guns of the military. And that is why we are keeping all lines open, you know, and at the same time we are also using the diplomatic and the uh, human rights instruments, you know, including pressure from the uh, African Union, pressure from the uh, European Union and other allies, you know, so that no more human rights violation and no more violence is happening in, in Sudan. The Ethiopian Prime Minister, Abiy Ahmed, has got involved. He's uh, trying to mediate some sort of meeting there. Are talks going to go ahead soon because of that? You mean the African Union? Yes. Yes, of course, uh, because the Ethiopian mediation started actually immediately after the Michigan, and there was um, um, a lot of progress that happened, you know. But unfortunately, uh, the conditions I talked about and the requirements, uh, the military council is not taking that seriously. And although they are talking to the mediation in, in, in a language, they are also addressing the Sudanese people in a different language, especially the rapid support forces. And uh, I don't know whether you have heard their leader talking uh, two days ago, and he was just assuming an uh, authority that is not his. And he is threatening people, and he's actually behaving like a president, you know, of, of Sudan. So the Sudanese army is the formal institution is saying something that is different from the rabid uh, support forces. And, uh, of course, both of them are in the military council. So we are seeing conflicting arguments and contradicting uh, declarations from the military council, at the same time, they have admitted that they are responsible for the massacre. They didn't do it, but uh, it happened as a result of another process of uh, taking over an area of, uh, of criminals, you know. But uh, this argument is not uh, accepted because displacement of the sit-in area in Sudan coincided with displacement of sit-in areas in another 13 towns. So it was, it was an organized operation, and um, they have to be held accountable uh, for that, and they, uh, they cannot be responsible for the investigation. You know, they are the ones who are actually uh, committed the crime. And that's why we are demanding an independent and transparent committee to take the investigation under international uh, observation. Dr. Asha Alkarib, Sudanese civil society activist.